Hello everyone, a very warm welcome back to QTalks in 2023. So this year we are trying something new and we are gonna cover more diverse topics from the diverse perspective and from the identity point of view. When I say the identity, the identity of an organization or the identity of a person is really important. And what we understand from that is how we look at it because everybody is not having the same perception. And since every one of us is not having the same perception towards same thing what we are saying, it's important to understand the diverse idea behind that and from different eyes too. So talking about that, today we are going to discuss more like what is dissociative identity and to discuss on this, we are having Melissa here on the show. She is a... <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> Melissa hosts the Back System Dissociative Identity Disorder podcast. She aims to demonstrate that what was once known as multiple personalities is not all a tragedy and there can be a fondness for headmates. You're most welcome on Qrox, Melissa. Thank you. I appreciate being here and being able to discuss my story and kind of perspective as well. Yeah, as you mentioned, like a story, and as we were discussing before our recording, that what's important here on the Qtox is and what or putting it in another words, what we believe is that we all have at least one unique story. So let's start with that. What's your unique story has been until now? It's it's a bit of a, a sentence in the sense of like a long one. I started off, uh, well, started off, I had a difficult childhood. Um, as most, you know, that basically everyone with dissociative identity disorder does because that's what causes it. Um, so I lived through uh, having a, alcoholic father who will say wasn't kind um and it taught me first it taught me what i wasn't worth or what i was which was nothing but at some at, eventually i figured out um you know there's there was a lot more truth in value and because i wouldn't have been treated or regarded in any way if i had didn't have value so in time, I learned a lot about who I was and what people meant. And eventually I found my purpose. So, and I'm really happy that I did because I get to make a difference now. Yeah. And I think it's making a difference is that way of attitude of living the life is really good and important to but uh, so when you mention about dissociative disorder, can you please put more light on that? What it is exactly for our listeners who don't know about it and um, what are the different reasons it can be occurred? Dissociative identity disorder is a form of dissociation, which is what everybody does in a sense, because dissociating is like daydreaming or forgetting where you left your keys, it's absent-mindedness, it's kind of like thinking about going to the beach while you're driving, while you're at work. It's normal, 
But when you go through difficult times, trauma, especially as children, and especially repeated, you resort to it more and more. And the more you resort to it, the more it becomes disordered. And when a child goes through those things, it impacts their mind in a deep, deep way. So what that means is we don't become like a full unified self um, in the sense that we we remain fragmented and those fragments become individuals and who have different perspectives in of of themselves, sorry, (laughs) different perspectives in of themselves. And, and you kind of have to fight with your own mind for your whole life. It's kind of like having an inner conversation with yourself um, without even realizing it because you just brushed it off as normal. You just think it's normal, really, because you don't know anything else. But dissociative identity disorder is when you have different aspects of self. And it's what used to be known as multiple personality disorder, which shouldn't necessarily be called that anymore because it makes it seem like it's a uh, personality disorder, like borderline personality disorder, which it is not. It's a dissociative disorder, which is a disconnection of self. And when we talk about like this multiple personality disorder, the most uh, important part I think is that why we call it a disorder, right? Like, um, because as you mentioned too, that we all have this and we all are thinking about it. And we, as, as you mentioned, like, hey, when we are driving to, to the beach, right? We are thinking about our work or we are thinking about something else, but it's, it's, Everybody is doing that. It's usual that we do like this because there are so many thoughts are coming to our mind at that time. At at one time, there are like thousand thoughts. And if it is related to that, then what my another question is that why we call it a disorder? If it's a disorder, then what is the order? That depends because general dissociation is certainly not disordered. And when I consider disordered, I don't think of it as being something wrong with a person because technically having dissociative identity disorder means your mind protected itself and it did what it needed to do to survive. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's not broken. You don't need to fix it. It's yeah. what it is. You you use your um, current state and you move on with it in whatever way you can. And that's not disordered. It's just out of order compared to what it would have been. Mm-hmm. But I like to see this mm-hmm. out of order, not disordered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what are the different ways um, one can prevent this thing? Because what I believe is like when the people or when the kids are growing up, that's the main time where we can mold their mindset, right? That's the important part of their life or what one of the important part of their life because the the way they're thinking uh, is molded the way their mindset is most probably it's often that they will have it for for all their life like the same kind of mindset of course it's possible to change it so what do you think like what as a parent one can do when the children are growing up to cope up with this uh and not to let the children fall into this um bit I'm not sure how to answer that question without um, reversing that because 
um the children didn't fall into it they were abused into it by the parents that didn't care that they were broken so to be honest i'm not sure how to answer that question because the parents who put their children through these things are quite aware they're doing it um because there's no way to mistake the kind of actions that do this to a child to be honest okay okay so so that means that in in the another way that one needs to be like really polite and humble with the with the kids and with the children when they are growing up when you are nourishing them instead of abusing the kids or being angry on them so maybe this can be the way to to help them and not being there in that situation i think that in a case where the parents are the enemy it needs we need more resources than just our parents mhm mm-hmm. we need somewhere to turn and somewhere to believe us when something's going wrong and when something goes wrong in your mind you know is in pieces and no one believes you and you have nowhere to turn because they just think you're making it up and while very often today people do for some reason it's not always the case it's it's a very valid disorder it's in DSM-5 um it's considered a real disorder it is a real disorder um that people live with but for some reason um is disregarded and kids are disregarded we need resources mm-hmm. we obviously need our parents to protect us but when they don't and they will not then obviously we need resources outside of our parental system and that's that's totally lacking oh yeah oh yeah that's true um so what was your resource when you were going through if i can ask this question that uh what helped you out to come out of this or what was your like support pillar at that time so i had a technically a, a dual childhood in a way the way that dissociative identity disorder works it protects you so you don't remember the awful things so you see only the good part of you your mind my my part of my mind only remembers or mostly remembers the good stuff mm-hmm. i remember playing in the backyard with my brothers i remember saying that my older brother could run across my very big yard in 5. seconds splat i remember being proud of my family i remember great things and i think that that really brought me through if i had remembered the dark things and my mind didn't protect me from that it would have been different but my resources were probably my loved ones um, you know love definitely and connecting with people definitely i didn't have resources which is why my mind did not my mind i have dissociative identity disorder so obviously i didn't have resources um yeah and i i can i am not in that situation but i can feel from outside like it's um it's very tough to be in that situation because as a human being we are made to connect to each other and we are made to help each other and support each other and so what the work you are doing at the moment would you like to focus and put some light on your current work uh what are you what are you doing at the moment well i dug myself out of a lot of dissociating and feeling lost and i use that um, to think about what resources weren't there i didn't have resources in fact there 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 were there are very very few and i decided to create them you know if what isn't there if there's no hope 
create hope. Mm-hmm. So I created a national non well not national sorry international nonprofit founded in Canada for people with trauma and dissociation for every form of dissociative disorder for post traumatic stress disorder complex and we offer services like virtual online support groups and we meet weekly depending on well for several groups it's growing very fast. The demand is incredible in terms of like how many people are reaching out, need help, haven't found it before because literally there wasn't any. Um, there are actually a few organizations out there. We do different things. And we I think it's amazing that they do the work they do. And we need more help. And so, yeah, we create a magazine on trauma and dissociation. It helps people learn things from a very, a bit of a layman way in terms of general information to help grasp the basics of dissociation and what trauma, how trauma causes dissociation to the point of a disorder. And it also goes into more research level, deeper information where people can learn after getting the more basics. Mm -hmm. And so this is an NGO, which I understand, right? Uh, So non-government organization, which you founded. And I think that's that's a great work which you are doing because um, I I think my opinion on that is that the the things which we go through in our life and we know like the importance of them and then when we are working on them so that other people are not having or falling into the same thing which we have been through um, that that's like a different kind of energy comes there to to work and the idea behind that which you started your NGO I think maybe falling in the same line and you said that now it's international so which all countries approximately can you tell like you're um, connecting to at the moment at this time we have members in China Germany Norway Sweden the UK um, Bolivia United States Canada growing uh, we have people from south africa applying we have we're growing very fast this the thing the thing that is upsetting about that is that there is need but the thing that is great about that is that they're finding a place to go mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. our members are very grateful and i i'm grateful for them very much so that's really wonderful so um if somebody wants to join this league or some of have want to help out how he or she can join it and uh, f- as a member too or as a help to like if somebody is a psychologist or if somebody is having the expertise in that uh, how he or she can join it if someone wants to volunteer we have a page for uh, volunteers to apply on the organization website at multipliedbyone.org just find the volunteer tab and we are actively looking for people to host support groups. So if they do have qualifications like a social worker, a social worker in training, or a counselor, a counselor in training, getting points for school, we can totally use uh, your help and we can help you get those points. And you can do it in a great way because these group members honestly need it. And it's also loved ones of people with dissociative identity disorder. Um, so there's a lot of need out there. If you want to uh, access the groups, there is a form to fill out on the support group page. Just enter the information and we'll get back to you. 
Wonderful. And just for the listeners out there, the links will be available below in the description of this episode. Um, yeah. And now before we move on to the outro sections of the podcast, can you please share and tell like on your website, you are using this word like the back system. What what does it that that word exactly mean? It's the name of my system of headmates, my my system of parts. So I am part of a whole because my part of me is myself. Mm-hmm. But the dissociative identity disorder, we are many. And kind of like a city would be like, example, Montreal or New York City. And it contains a lot of people in it. You name it that. And those are the people, Mon- New Yorkers. Well, we're the back system. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's in that way. <laughs> cool. Uh, so now we are going towards the outro questions. And here we have a tradition of asking the three outro questions to our guest. And the very first one coming for you is what inspires you the most? When people are vulnerable enough to connect, when they actually waited years in like difficulty in trying to find a voice and they finally find courage to connect, I think that's beautiful. It's inspiring. And I've been seeing a lot of it lately and I'm incredibly inspired. Wow, that's really wonderful inspiration. (laughs) That's amazing, yeah, because most often we are not made to be vulnerable with all or with, I mean, most of the time people are not even in the relations to vulnerable, so that's really a nice inspiration. The second question is, what are you most grateful for in your life? My family, love, everyone that I have in my life my organization, well, my organization, you can't technically own a nonprofit, but the work that I'm doing is deeply important to me. The members of the organization that are impacted by it, of all of it, it's incredible to me. Wow. <laughs> that's that's really nice um, that you, you take them also as, as, as your family, right? Uh, the members of your organization too. And it's important to be grateful for the team which we have from from my, my sorry my members the members of my organization and multiplied by one are my purpose wow that's cool that's really really cool uh going to the last question is which is the single best piece of advice you have ever received in your life until now That's a hard one to answer because there's been so many and maybe don't apologize when it's not your fault. Like you, like some things are out of your control. Obviously you want to say you're sorry when something is your fault, but sometimes Mm -hmm. the one that's been um, hurt a lot, they apologize more than they should. And maybe you should just give yourself a little bit more validation stop apologizing so much hmm yeah that's depth yes that that's really really deep and it 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 happens more often in our day-to-day life uh what i just mentioned cool uh it has been really nice talking to you melissa and the work you are doing is like really wonderful and i wish you all the best for that 
um before we sign off for today can you please share how and where the audience can reach out to you yeah um my podcast is at the biosystem.com there's a contact form with a very cool password and it is skittle which is the candy without the s at the end if you enter that you can enter the message i get a lot of spam otherwise there's the organization website is multipliedby1.org you can absolutely contact us there if you need any assistance and for the audience out there all the links are available below in the description of this episode you can directly go and get in touch with melissa and once again thanks a lot melissa for being here it has been really nice to have you here it's been a pleasure i'm i i love the theme of the show and connecting and people and sustainability and everything is it's fantastic thank you and thanks a lot for the listeners out there until next time stay happy stay healthy and most important stay amazing ciao cheers and goodbye